This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to Health and Living with me, Lim Su. And now, would you see a physiotherapist if you had little to no pain or perhaps if you didn't have an injury? So many of us often think that physiotherapy is something that's needed in those sorts of situations, but there is more to physiotherapy than that. Um, And so here to help us um, shed some light on this, to share both their perspectives on this, we have our... Um, we have consultant orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Harjit Singh, joining us um, back again for this new year. And we're also joined by Luke Lango, a physiotherapist and personal trainer. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm great. Happy New Year to all of you at BFM and the listeners. It's fantastic to be back. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it's it's really nice to, to be able to share um, my perspective on physiotherapy because it's such a uh, overlooked uh, health pro- healthcare profession profession in the industry and happy new year again to all the listeners out there. So maybe I'll start um, first with some definitions, right? Um, Luke, how would you could you give us the rundown on what physiotherapy is then and its purpose? Okay, so physiotherapy, or otherwise known as physical therapy, right, is we're primarily a healthcare profession. Uh, concerned with the remediation of impairments and disabilities amongst people and of course the promotion of mobility functional ability and the quality of life right we perform movement potential through examination evaluation diagnosis and also physical intervention what what that means is uh, we we take a person that's come to us we evaluate what the issue is with uh, what's the issue they're currently uh, having, uh, whether it's uh, affecting the quality of life, and we try to improve it from there. Mm. So do you usually look at the person as a whole, or would you only look at specific parts of their body or, or their musculoskeletal system that's affected? No, because physical therapy, much of the issues that we encounter today can be contributed from our daily life, uh, especially with postural issues. Mm-hmm. Now, in these days and times, technology is very advanced. And that just means that more people are spending time sitting down, staring at the screen on their phones and amongst other things. So we don't just, yes, we look at the issue that's presented with us, but we also try to assess what what is the potential cause of this issue. So we try to delve into the lifestyle of these individuals as well. So it's it's a mixture, really. It's a mixture of both assessing them uh, physically and outside of the physical aspect. Hmm. From your perspective, Dr. Harjit, you know, how do you usually, in, in your line of work, how do you usually work with physiotherapists? What does that relationship look like? Okay, so um, I think to put it simply, uh, all of us know that I work in a, in a private healthcare setup. So it's a hospital. And generally, uh, a hospital is where people come to get their injuries, disabilities or dysfunction sorted out. So they see me and an in-house physiotherapist mainly would deal with the injury, the disability, and fix the localized problems. But where it's it's really very, very true. You As you go on, you realize that you can't fix the local problem if you don't understand the global situation. So you have to understand the person as a whole. And another angle of all this is that in a hospital setup, once you have fixed 
that primary problem that they came to you for, the idea is you have to prevent it from happening again. And you pre you also prevent any knock-on problems that can stem from the reason uh, that they came to see you in the first place. Say if they come and uh, they get injured, say, due to uh, you know a jumping kind of activity which was done, uh, say, in a gym, mm -hmm. and they come knee pain. So you would take a history, try and pick out why it happened, and move on to investigating it, confirming it, and then you treat it. But it doesn't end there. You need to prevent it from happening again. And then you need to also advise them on other things that they can do to protect it, to protect other bodily parts. So you try to give them a very wholesome solution. And that's where my therapist comes in. Uh, you have to understand that after a consult with the doctor, they spend a lot of time with the physiotherapist. Hmm. So there are times, I think I've brought it up before, that I'm you know, looking at the patient during follow-up and I'm and I'm asking him, why are you so, you know, slow, demotivated today? And then my physiotherapist says that he fought with the girlfriend. So, you know, these are things that the more contact that they have with the therapist, mm. the more information that you get. So I think that's how it is for me. Do um, And continuing on that, Dr. Harjit, do you find that among your patients, you know, do they have that perception that physiotherapy is largely associated with, you know, post-injury, post-surgical care then because of the situation, the, the environment that you work in? Okay, so the, the way I look at it now, things have changed over the 13 years that I've been in private practice. Mm -hmm. Of course, in government service, when I'm there for the longest time, everything is very compartmentalised. Okay, so... Uh, people's perception towards physiotherapy has definitely changed. Mm. They've moved from um, just going to them uh, after seeing a doctor uh, due to an injury to going to your trusted therapist first, seeing whether it can be fixed. And if, it's can't, if it can't, then the therapist sends the patients to me. So it's actually now moving in, in, in both ways. Mm. The other thing is that... Um, they are also very, very mindful about the preventive part of it. You see, if you look at the definition of physiotherapy per se, there's always an element of injury care. But I think now the preventive methods, uh, nutrition, training, getting healthy, everyone has now tried to up the game and learn more to give better um, service to their patients or their clients. And that's how the modern evolution of care is going on. Hmm. Look, you work in your own space. You work as a personal trainer as well. What have you heard from clients and what have you seen in terms of people's perception on physiotherapy? Uh, well, I strongly agree with the doctor. Uh, but from my point of view, I speak from a standpoint that I'm not, I'm not associated with private practice. So if I run my own... Uh, practice, if you would call it, is much like that. It used to be, or the perception of physiotherapy was that people would come to us only if they had an injury or uh, once their doctor had discharged them from post-operative care, then they would come to us. We would have, take it from there. So it's usually a, a multidisciplinary team that we work in, in hospitals and even outside of hospitals, mm -hmm. uh, where the doctor would 
if in my practice at least the doctor would say would give a uh, a letter describing the the patient's like current situation and then we would take it from there but again physiotherapy right now has grown much ahead of what it used to be back then we no longer deal in just post-operative care we do pre preventive care management of chronic condition conditions improvement of physical performance and even to a degree uh, holistic health maintenance as well so yeah, the doctor is right. We do depending again on the therapist that is that is uh, practicing, he or she can go out of their way to upskill themselves to know more about nutrition, know about uh, more holistic approaches. But with all of that being said, uh, physiotherapists like myself, we don't delve into areas where we are not allowed to or not do not have the knowledge in. Like for example something only doctor would know would be able to actually treat. All right, we do have to go for a quick break now. On the show with me today, our consultant orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Harjit Singh, and physiotherapist and personal trainer, Luke Lango, talking to me about how physiotherapy isn't just for injuries and highlighting how it can work for injury prevention as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a quick break on BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Health and Living with me, Lim Su. And joining me on the show today is our regular guest consultant, orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Harjit Singh. He is also joined by Luke Lango, a physiotherapist and personal trainer. They are both um, joining me on the show today to share more about the role of physiotherapy, um, particularly beyond just treating injuries, beyond just rehabilitation and post-surgery care. Um, and so moving on to that role of um physiotherapy for injury prevention, right? Um, Luke, could you shed a bit more light on that? How does physiotherapy work when it comes to injury prevention? So physiotherapy in sports and exercise is, is much more different than your other areas of physiotherapy. We take care, we handle injury prevention, performance enhancement, rehabilitation, pain management. Mm -hmm. uh, we also do functional movement. Uh, we do approaches to sports and injury uh, assessment. And so in the areas of injury prevention, we do, we practice strength and flexibility training and also education on proper techniques. It's a huge plus point that the physiotherapist is also aware of the athlete's sports mm -hmm. because it makes it easier to treat the, the athlete knowing how the athlete moves, what is required of it, what are the demands on the body physically and the nature of the biomechanics involved. Mm. So does that what so what kind of injuries can be prevented through physiotherapy? Are we talking about you know just across the spectrum or more specifically certain types of injuries? I, I can I can start it off mm -hmm. like you will never be able to possibly prevent an acute injury. That means mm. something that is way beyond the force that you can actually put for that particular activity. Mm -hmm. But I think there is a big role of prevention in overuse injuries the ones that you know creep on you if you have done too much too fast or doing it like he said the form the way the method i think that's where getting someone and being educated on the way to exercise safely it actually helps mm. because the acute injuries will probably come to the doctor much earlier or they come in straight to the emergency room because it's really, really something that troubles them a lot from the mm -hmm. word go. Mm. Yeah. 
that's actually very true. So the thing is about injuries, right? You have to understand in a in a sports setting, especially contact sports, mm-hmm. it's very very difficult to prevent an injury from that because you just can't control the your environment and the nature of what's going to happen to you, especially the the amount of force that's going to be applied to you. So you can't like tell the other opponent like, hey, tackle me uh, easier. Okay, go easy on me. If if you are if you both are going for first place, right, mm. you can rest assured that person is going to give it his all and put all of his pressure in and force into tackling you down or sliding and kicking you or anything along those lines. So injuries like that is very very difficult to prevent, um, and that's with contact sports and even for non-contact sports like myself, I got injured doing powerlifting, which is essentially a barbell sport, mm-hmm. and for the entire time that I was training, preparing for competitions, I never once got injured. I would think that my technique was very good. I practice my technique every single day. And even yet during the competition, I still somehow managed to get injured. Hmm. So it's really unavoidable per se that acute injuries can occur. It's again, what Dr. Hajit said, it's the reoccurring injuries that, that usually need time. So if I were to give my two cents, we can strengthen the athletes' uh, muscles to the best of our ability, but we can't completely prevent things from happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe, look, just to illustrate this a bit for our listeners, right? If you could use an example of an overuse injury and how, you know, using the techniques or, method, or, or principles of physiotherapy, how would that, you know, help to reduce the risk of those injuries happening? Uh, okay, let's just say you pick a sport that involves a particular joint movement, say baseball, mm-hmm. right? Uh, pitchers tend to have a lot of shoulder issues and especially when they're throwing the ball at such high high velocities we if a if a pitcher has like chronic shoulder pains it'd be good to actually look at the the, the athlete's shoulder if the particularly the way he's throwing and also if the technique is good but the athlete constantly feels that his shoulder feels uh, sore weak or pain we can actually work on strength, giving him strengthening exercises for, say, his rotator cuff muscles or anything along those lines. So we would look at the movement that's most frequently used in the sport and also the movement which is causing the the pain, which in my experience tends to be one and the same. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, so, can, I can add to that, look. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. You you chose baseball, which is a very uh, Amer- American sport. La. So there's a lot of yes. on it. So uh, the rotator cuff is always the problem. And over time, uh, in the West, we tend to be very uh, image-centric. That means we tend to MRI the patients very early and we look at problems of the rotator cuff. But over time, we found that uh, apart from the anatomical problem, that means the structure which looked a bit abnormal, the joint itself due to a to a sport like baseball, uh, there was a change in the way the shoulder moved, which mm-hmm. was detrimental to the rotator cuff itself. So we started you know, using terms like functional problems. So these are problems that do not then require us to do a surgery to correct the rotator cuff, but we just change on the two things that you mentioned, you know, the flexibility and the strength. Because the shoulder, unlike any other joint, is a very unstable joint. But in being unstable, it actually gives us a very good range of movement. We can do a lot with it. But uh, what has happened is that 
a lot of people who work on the shoulder, they tend to work on the strength without working on the flexibility. So mm. they have a lot of uh, problems, not only in baseball, but also in badminton. So mm. when we they are dealing with uh, adolescent uh, athletes uh, in badminton, which is another mm. overhead racket sport, uh, we tend to find that they have a lot of loss of flexibility because they are only building strength and then they get a lot of problems. So the best part about it is you also mentioned about this multidisciplinary and you know you 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 know I work with therapists who I trust. So the days are over where I used to tell them, okay, you know what, I'm gonna do this ACL and six weeks we are gonna do this. This is a protocol. I think the word protocol now, every individual is different. Mm -hmm. So when I deal with someone, a therapist that I, I trust, then we tend to try and push the envelope a bit, but we do it safely. Because we can't change the biology of healing, but everything else we can push the envelope, right? Like I had a patient telling me, I said, how did you get injured? He told me, oh, you know, to get better, I must have some pain. I say, yes, la, but you know, it has to be mm. that same thing. You know, you have to push yourself and you may be uncomfortable, but you have to have a good therapist to guide you. Mm. Look from your perspective, is that a conversation that you struggle, uh, that that patients struggle, that clients struggle to understand that need to? Because I, and Dr. Haji has spoken about that multiple times, right? People, you don't want to push to the maximum, but is that always the safest? Yeah, la, They look at looks biceps, then they say, "Hey, I want your kind of biceps, <laughs> la, so, you know, Tell me what I can do. Mm, okay. Okay. Actually, that's a very real, real problem. It's a very interesting uh, topic of discussion. But to summarize it, uh, yeah. It's quite it's quite a um, a common thing where patients are very worried and especially when you've un went through such a traumatic injury, the pain mm. it, it lingers with you uh, for for a long time. Even when your body is physically capable of handling and returning to the same movement, it's more of a psychological uh, issue. In mm. fact, Doctor uh, Doctor Arvin uh, talked about this quite thoroughly in our one of our episodes on our podcast. So it is a it is an uh, an issue that I I face with many of my clients when trying to get them to return to to f full functionality we would call it mm. to be able to perform the movement again. So yeah, it is it is a it is a barrier for not just the athlete but the the therapist involved. But that's why we take our time or not say take our time, but we try to slowly in ease or integrate the, the athlete back into it. Mm. Mm. How does physiotherapy also then link to uh, improving performance of an athlete, right? Because I think that's something might, that might be harder for people to grasp. Um, so could you explain a bit more about that, Luke? Phrase it better. Therapists don't... Uh, the job of making the athlete better is usually residing with the coach, mm -hmm. uh, the sport coach, right? Therapists, uh, our job is to get the athlete that was once injured back to his pre-injured state if at any time possible depending on the state of injury uh that's the that's the furthest we will take it mm -hmm. so like uh, what dr hajit mentioned it's uh, working in a multidisciplinary team uh the athlete sees maybe dr hajit after the post-operative care he sees me and then after me he sees he goes back to the field and uh, we pass on the notes to the coach we tell the coach okay this is currently the athlete's current state this is what he's uh, performance uh, percentage is at after rehab so that we tell the, the coach probably okay just be mindful of this and probably ease him back into training 
we, in terms of strengthening performance, we strengthen the necessary muscles or joints involved uh, in in the athlete as to be able to return him and discharge him. But that's the extent of which we, we handle things. We don't try to go out of our way and improve his his performance in by giving him like uh, movements that his coach would otherwise be disagreeing with. Mm, all right. I, I think mm. that is that is a very good way of looking at things. So, so okay. Um, the way I look at it is, we fix the anatomical problem mm-hmm. and bring them to a state where, when we test the joint or the part, it seems all right. Now, that particular athlete will not be able to perform uh, in sport yet. So you have the athletic uh, fitness trainer, okay, uh, which is the bridge between the doctor, the physiotherapist and full play. So Mm -hmm. you have a physical trainer, particularly in high-end sports, even football, you have a trainer. So they will train him. And during that time, there will be follow-ups, there will be scoring systems, bringing him, comparing the function. And as he does better and better, they go to sports specific, very keyed into the sport, very keyed into the position. And then there's a lot of, there's a consensus on whether that person is then fit to play. So there's a lot more than, than just getting someone back to athletic performance is not just about fixing the problem and going for physio and then you're back to the field. If you do that, rest assured, you will be out again (laughs) after a while because you are definitely going to get injured easily. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a a list of things that uh, you need to check through because while your body may be physically capable, you have to look at how long you were away from performing the movements in your sport. There's still some level of um, resensitization that needs to occur. The body needs to slowly be integrated, especially if your sport involves a lot of fast, uh, fast pivoting movements, a lot of turning. If you had an ACL tear, you don't just after physio you go back to running and then play football, there's usually a, 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 another downtime period in which you go to undergo training with a physical uh, trainer. Hmm. So from that sports physio perspective, right, would an athlete be sort of practicing, would an athlete be involved in physiotherapy only in, in a short period or is this something that needs to be consistent throughout their career? Okay, so I, I'll just tell you the way the way I've seen it happening. Hmm. So... Um, Okay, just like orthopedic surgeons, uh, when you have an area of interest, we move into a sub-specialization. Similarly, you have the physiotherapist and then you have someone who's interested in the sporting aspects of physio and they move into that area. And then they also work with people who are specialized into getting athletes back into either the level at which they performed in or something better. Mm-hmm. So, all of us actually sit down and, and we speak to each other. I mean, half the time we are arguing. But the times that we are doing this, we are trying to do the best for the for the patient or the athlete. So, you know, they will say, oh, this guy is okay. We need to push him further. And I'll say, no, the, the knee is not ready yet. That's this whole biology of healing. Mm. And then they will say, okay, let's try and see how the knee is. And then we do it safely. So, the... 
you know, everything is very scientific, but, you know, science also is changing by the day. And um, you you tend to have, uh, you know, in the lab, things work very well. And when you put it to clinical practice, they don't work so well. Or something that doesn't work, work very well in the lab, if you try it out clinically, it seems to work. So the human body is not a machine. So the idea is to probably do it with scientific concepts and do it safely because you don't want a re-injury. Mm. Look, is sustainability when it comes to practicing the, the whatever that your physiotherapist tells you to do a challenge, right? How do you walk patients through that? Okay. Scares so, them. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sure, Dr. has the same issue, but half the time, um, patients don't like. Not say half the time, but a lot of the time, at least, um, my 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 clients, uh, they don't tend to follow through mm. with the the homework. So, typically, how it would work is that when a when a client or patient comes and sees me, I address the issue and then I prescribe them uh, what we refer to as home education programs or exercises to do when they return back to their house mm -hmm. is to help them get better and to accelerate the healing process. These exercises can come in, in forms of stretches or strengthening exercises, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but then again, they don't they don't really follow through. Maybe they do it one, two, three days, but then they just end up not doing it. Uh, Why? Just, uh, well, okay, let's, maybe an example would be like this. You know, if you get sick mm -hmm. and you go to a, a doctor, the doctor gives you your your medication and then they ask you to take it you know everything all that so you take it and then after a few days you realize oh you're not sick anymore and there's still some some of those medication left mm -hmm. it's something like that mm. like when patients start to feel that they're getting better they just stop mm. like what's the point of continuing i'm already better but there's a reason why doctors give you uh these doses and tell you to finish the dose to finish the cycle so that it's like it's proper right so yeah, to to answer your question, it is a bit of a struggle getting uh, patients to to follow through on their homework, which we give them because they think that the treatment is seeing the physiotherapist. Yeah. But they, your work is much to... your work is so much more than that, right? It's not just yeah. that moment, that contact that you have with the patient. Yeah, they think that oh, okay, they come to me and then uh, that's it. Their pain is over. They feel less pain, and then okay, they they, they see me another time. And then they hope that the pain will get lesser. Mm. It's not usually the case. Sometimes they feel like immediate relief on the first session. And then they come back the next time and they say like, oh, the pain hasn't gone away. It's still there. And I ask them, okay, have you been doing what I told you? And they go, no. <laughs> so I'm just like, well, you know, I'm not sure how to help you. Mm. So they expect like instant, instant relief every time they come for a session. They think that that's the cure to their issue. Hmm. I'm not sure Dr. Ajit goes through the same thing. No, but I, I go through the same thing. Uh, and as you can see, I'm grayer than you. So I've, I've got a formula. <laughs> so I sit down and I tell them that, uh, okay, let's take something simple, a, a knee surgery. I tell them that the it's not a sprint, it's going to be a marathon. Mm -hmm. I tell them that the surgery is just an event. The rehab is as important as good surgery okay i take them through uh i tell them that if you have uh, acl surgery and you're thinking of getting back to sports you are looking at about a year 
then they tell me that uh, Abrahamovic took much lesser than that. So I said, okay, you you guys are mortals, lah. You're not a god, so you can't do that. And uh, I put it to them that 20% of the job is the surgeon, 40% is rehab, 40% is you know the patient and nature of healing. It takes a bit of time, but uh, doing it that way, slowly but surely, you can get them on to um, the same page that you are on. Although, yes, I agree, it's difficult. Some of them just don't... Um, the younger ones I have problems with. The younger patients, they tend to remove their supports uh, very much earlier than they should. Mm. And then I just pray and hope that they are okay. <laughs> So we've been talking a lot about um, people who have been injured, how they might benefit from physio. You've both touched on people who are athletes, right? Um, amateur professionals. Mm-hmm. But what about those, you know, regular folks like me who semi-regularly go to the gym, we attend some classes here and there, right? Would I benefit from physio as well if, say, I feel fine, like I don't feel any pain? Mm. Well, unless you have a lot of money lying around and you'd like to give it to to, to your physio, you can. But, mm, but financial society. Mm. <laughs> okay. Now there are a few things that could uh, warrant you actually seeing a physio if you if you are not uh, feeling any uh, signs or symptoms of physical pain. So you could go for a posture assessment as well. Mm. Sometimes, uh, it, we call it like a preventive care. For example. Uh, individuals that spend long hours at sitting down, staring at a screen, or someone who doesn't exercise regularly, or even people with uh, like maybe past injuries mm-hmm. uh, would see a physio to maybe get a, a posture assessment done to see whether or not your posture could be could be actually affecting you in some ways. So, if you ask me, if you if you aren't experiencing any pain or you don't have an injury. You can see a physio to get like postural assessments done, but other than that, um, it doesn't. It will not benefit you per se. Yeah, that's just my point of view. Maybe other therapists would would uh, say otherwise. Hmm. I should have asked this earlier, Luke. But how does your background as a physiotherapist also influence how you um, work as an athlete yourself, but also as a personal trainer for others? Physiotherapist uh, it complements being a personal trainer extremely well, especially when you understand anatomy better than uh, a personal trainer who hasn't mm. gone through uh, that kind of education background. On top of that, you understand biomechanics because it's just the, the, the overall knowledge which you learn from being a physiotherapist. You apply it to a healthy individual to further enhance their movement capabilities and also to prevent any potential future injuries. So the job scope really doesn't uh, change much. It's it's think of it like this: when you're in a physiotherapy setting, working as a physiotherapist, you're essentially getting someone who is uh, who is un is unwell, probably in a, some form of injury. Versus working as a personal trainer, you are working with someone who is healthy and well, and you're just putting them through the, you could say the same series of exercises. The only thing that differ is the intensity Mm. and to a degree, the variation and variability of which you take them through those exercises. Like in a physiotherapy setting, you want, you're still going to be able, you're still teaching someone how to squat or getting them to squat to improve their knee strength or leg extension Mm -hmm. or whatever ways, right? 
in a personal training setting, you are also taking them through the same bar. Uh, I think it also increases your value because uh, from a physio, if someone sees you for for physiotherapy, they can also see you for personal training, and it helps increase like your outreach. People will come to you because they know for a fact that you are also a personal trainer, or maybe you are also a competitive athlete. Like for example, if Dr. Harjit was uh, played this particular sport and he was really good at it, or he went to a national level. Athletes in that sport would see him more simply because he's actually played that particular sport. Mm. They want someone that they can, who's treating them, that knows the sport, can relate to the sport, not just in terms of physical capabilities, but also that emotional and mental and the physical, uh, psychological struggle that they go through. They feel more comfortable with that doctor or with that person treating them. Uh, in in my experience, when I first injured my back during a during powerlifting, I had three herniated discs and I saw all kinds of therapists, all kinds of specialists, and and they knew nothing about the sport. They knew nothing about the sport and they, they advised me to just rest, not do anything at all, just sit at home. And that really made me demotivated. But the moment I found a physical therapist that actually knew about the sport, it made me, it, I felt a huge sense of relief. So that particular uh, example is also what motivated me to want to pursue physiotherapy. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, and before I wrap up this conversation, then maybe I'll get a takeaway message from both of you on what you want listeners, um, what you want listeners to take away from this conversation about understanding what physiotherapy really is for. Um, Luke, I'll get started with you. Well, the takeaway message would be we we don't just treat. Um, the, the, the injury on itself, we try our level best to also approach it from multiple angles. And we also do preventive care in that sense. So try to see a, a, a physiotherapist um, to prevent, to actually make sure that you're able. You don't actually have to see a physiotherapist when you have an injury. You can always see a physiotherapist even if you don't have an injury. Mm. Dr. Harjit? Okay, so the way the way I look at things is that uh, in a setting of injury or disability, uh, accurate diagnosis is very important. Uh, knee pain can mean a hundred things. The shoulder pain can be problems at the shoulder and even problems at the neck. So I think ultimately the diagnosis is important. And, you know, the days are gone where we instruct patients what to do we normally guide them and with that my physiotherapist has always been my right hand because they spend a lot of time with the patients and they actually give me a lot of feedback so you know as long as i'm not you know the scary person to the physiotherapist there's always a lot of two-way communication and i think modern medicine you have to have two, three, four-way communication and the patient also has to be able to be uh, telling you what is their expectation to care. Then you become, you know, the ultimate uh, service provider. All right. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
I've been speaking to consultant orthopaedic surgeon Dr. Harjit Singh and physiotherapist and personal trainer Luke Lango on the role of physiotherapy beyond just um, injury rehabilitation, but also for injury prevention. I'm Lim Suen, and this has been Health and Living, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.